Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Get up to 30% off wedding jewelry at bluenile.com and remember the joy of your wedding day forever. Blue Nile offers everything from diamond and lab-grown diamond wedding bands to classic pearls, earrings you can design yourself, even gorgeous sapphire pieces for your something blue. Whatever you choose, Blue Nile's pieces are all graded for excellence, for a lasting memento as brilliant as the love that inspired it. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to the PH Nutrition Podcast today. Uh, it is not myself and Luke, which has uh, been the last few podcasts. We have got a special guest, uh, Mr. Matt Gardner. He is a nutritional therapist, specializing in sports, specializing in sports nutrition. Um, and me and Matt go, I wouldn't say way back, but our paths have crossed quite frequently in the last few years. And he is the host of the Big Lead Up HQ podcast, an all-round good dude. So welcome to the show, Big Man. How are you? Mate, I'm doing great. It's awesome to be on the show. I'm an avid listener. And then also, I'd say, and you haven't obviously told me to say this, but I think the PH Nutrition Instagram as well is probably one of the main things that I click on on a daily basis for inspiration. And the way you guys distill down content for the masses is fantastic. So... Yeah, I'm a fan and also it's brilliant to have a, a long-form conversation and, and hopefully add some value to your listeners because, you know, we met years ago, especially as you were growing the business yeah. in London and watching it grow into this, you know, this this fantastic array of coaches and digital content and it is excellent. So, yes, yeah, cool to be on. And Mate, we need to clip that. We need to clip that, Lukey. If you, when we do this, we're gonna we're gonna clip that as a little tagline. Have that on our website, uh, mate. Thank you very very much for the kind words. And yeah, just give us a bit of a background uh, in, in terms, of kind of like very very quick whistle top store. What you've done and kind of where you're working at the moment, what you're doing, and then where we kind of crossed paths originally, like in, with uh, with Owen down at My Vitometrics and a few other places. Yeah, definitely. So I started my career as a sports nutritionist. So I was just so passionate around. In general, my mum was a, a caterer when I was a kid. My sister's a pastry chef and obviously the big feed up HQ side of things. I love feeding people and cooking. And in my second year of university, I studied something called exercise metabolism, which obviously you'll know a lot about, Liam, and probably a lot of your listeners will know about. And that just stopped me in my tracks around, you know, wow, you can think about what to fuel an athlete or an active person. And, and it can help in terms of the way they're delivering intensity with their training and fuel utilization, using fats, using carbohydrates, all that kind of thing, not only for weight management, but for performance. So, I, you know, I wanted to work in elite sport, got the opportunity to work in rugby and for Worcester Warriors who are, you know, sadly not here anymore. And, and that really sparked my interest in obviously wanting to help people one-to-one 
with their nutrition, beginning in elite sport and then also worked in, in ultra endurance sport and um, with climbers and um, a lot of interesting individual athletes with the North Face. And then over the last few years, lots in corporate health. And, um, you know, we obviously cross paths and things like CrossFit and functional training and helping people who are obviously busy, wanting to perform well, wanting to look better naked, but also just cutting through a lot of the nutrition noise as well. So I've done roles for and places like Nuffield Health and Corporate Health and Digital Healthcare, maybe we can go on to later, but I still work with hundreds of pre-diabetic patients online, which is really one of my passions. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, more recently in, in supplementation, which I know we'll get into for, you know, a liquid supplement company, um, which I'm sure we'll get into some of those products as well. So I've changed a lot of roles, but ultimately you it's have, mate. Yeah, been down to helping people with their with their nutrition and generally exercise and performance. Yeah, that's one of the the amazing things. Whenever I have a conversation with you, you the the quality of work that you deliver is superb. But like I say, it's quite varied. Like you say, you've gone from that kind of health focused side of things with the diabetes and kind of more workplace wellness, as well as the the kind of sports nutrition performance side of things. So yeah, I'm gonna bear. It's been interesting to have this conversation. See see where it goes. But we are going to be talking about a little bit about supplementation. So Uki, which is a supplement company which is more liquid based kind of sachets they've been they've been around for for a, for a number of years um, but i think there's been a little bit of traction recently in, uh, in terms of people's awareness of these so they are uh, they've got a range of di- range of different products uh, vitamin d and, and collagen and curcumin and ashwagandha and a few others so some really kind of big hitters in terms of like specific nutrients or specific compounds that are going to help health and performance just give us a bit of a background in terms of how you got involved and and kind of the premise behind Suki and why it's why it's quite a bit of a unique approach in terms of supplement supplementation. Yeah, I'd say one of their interesting products is the fish oil. So I used to obviously deliver a lot of capsules to athletes and rugby players and runners. Uh, I started using their liquid fish oil just purely from a taste point of view. I'm quite relaxed. I'll drink greens powders and you know make funky smoothies and, and hold my nose <laughs> all those things. But I, I was quite taken aback with the flavor profile of that product and then looking into it, you know, a couple of young founders. And to be honest, again, the proximity in London, obviously, you know, starting a, a family I was lucky to do recently and, and living and working in London, you know, the commute side of things, everyone will know that. They had a small office in Paddington and I went down and I was kind of craving also working in a team. And, and you're yeah. pretty fine, Liam, as you've grown pH nutrition, you go from being a a sole practitioner in and out of facilities, working with individuals, which is great, getting testimonials, but just collaborating, chewing the fat. And then also for me, I, I needed to, to improve my um, commercial knowledge and, and business acrement. And I think not enough uh, nutritionists are talking about that. You know, we learn so much about the, the human body and, you know, supplementation, performance, nutrition, recovery, but then the, the business side of things. And I always wanted to work with people, but then individuals and, and teach nutrition and coach people. But I knew I needed also to work in a team and, and work in a, in a business, a growing business. So it was a, you know, it was a business that's not gigantic, but growing about 50 employees or so. And I thought it was a great fit working in the sales team and then delivering nutrition knowledge. I, you know, had been using their fish oil product and then boom, off I went to, you know, speak to people about these, these supplements and liquid supplements and how sometimes they're, 
they're better in terms of bioavailability in some cases and we can get into that and then yeah just dived in so went to health clubs you know went to uh, crossfit gyms went to functional fitness gyms and things around around london around the country you know went to work a bit in professional sport as well with their turmeric product so it's been really varied and yeah. Um, yeah working on the sales side is 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 very different as well but in a way i enjoyed it if you if you're doing it in the right way you know yeah have you got to believe in the products as well so you know for yeah. me that, that's a that's a big thing you can't can't just be blanketly saying like oh, i'll take this and mm. you're actually not taking it yourself you know that's a, my kind of pet peeve with a lot of influencers in terms mm. of like oh well you know they gave me a code and they give me 100 pound a week 100 pound a month of product but really i don't really take it but they're still promoting it so i think that the belief that you've tried the products and found benefit is great the one i would do want to kind of just touch on at the start is turmeric now for me this is something that is kind of well known people know turmeric as a spice but it's not so much, so much turmeric that we need to kind of concern ourselves about is it it's, it's the active compound curcumin can you go into a bit of detail around like curcumin and like say why we need that and you know in terms of the bioavailability as opposed to turmeric yeah, sure. So like curcumin, it can offer potential benefits in the realms of sports nutrition. So you don't have to be an elite athlete to take this. If you're a weekend warrior or someone training a lot functionally, like a lot of your listeners, it's in that recovery and performance realm, really. So definitely considering turmeric powders and the root and things, keep eating it food first approach. But the curcumin and say, you know, take the Zuki product or you could look at, you know, some of these other drinks or tablets, they, they probably have 10 to 50 kind of fold um, more curcumin that's active as as the, the kind of main bioavailable ingredient in a turmeric supplement. Yeah. So that's the first thing to look at. And ultimately it boils down to anti-inflammatory effects, in some cases pain relief and then exercise recovery. So if you're doing your training, you've got this exercise induced muscle, muscle damage and soreness and DOMS that you've probably talked about in the past on the pod and other practitioners and trainers have gone into. So what are some of the other things you can do to try to help mediate that? And then and there's been you know, a lot more research in using curcumin, um, granted at various doses and in various forms, yeah. which you can go into. But I would say it is more of the kind of after exercise recovery side of things and supporting an inflammatory response. So obviously you're exercising, you're producing inflammation in a good way, but then obviously you've got other things that can cause inflammation too general day-to-day -day life and stress and um, illness and you know mm -hmm. things that you're you're basically just encountering through life but i think it'd be a nice thing to consider if your food first approach is there your hydration is there your sleep's there and you are looking into something that is potentially going to help with anti-inflammatory joints and exercise recovery and it is an antioxidant at the end of the day so yeah we're getting a lot of our antioxidants through foods but there are companies out there now where you can take antioxidants like a curcumin, you know, in a in a in a higher dose. And it seems to be and quite well tolerated by the gut between about, you know, 500 mg and 1000 to 1500 mg. So a lot of the products out there are probably around that, that dose. Yeah. So I that think. seems to be well tolerated, too. Yeah. I, I did, like you say, it's the benefits are pretty pretty comprehensive if you look at you look into the research and there's more and more kind of say being done there's there's a paper 
as I see a few kind of like systematic reviews, we're looking obviously from a from a sport and exercise perspective in terms of some of the, the people that we look after, some of the football clubs, um, and there's big paper effects of curcumin supplementation on sport and exercise. And there's there's some pretty pretty robust evidence in terms of like say like decreased pain, you know, and muscle damage, superior recovery and muscle and muscle performance, but also improved gastro gastrointestinal function. So sometimes we're looking at it from like i say purely from a performance point of view so we're taking like say for example beta alanine but curcumin seems to have quite you know a wide range kind of wide reaching effects you said it's an antioxidant have you come across anything in terms of you know the maybe the negative effects in terms of adaptation to exercise i know sometimes when we take higher dose antioxidants mainly towards the kind of vitamin E, vitamin C side of things, there's mm. an impairment in terms of the adaptation. You haven't seen this in terms of curcumin? Yeah, no, I agree from that. I was going to mention that, but obviously, you know, you, you kind of jumped in, which is great. So that I think is well established, being careful with some of those vitamin Cs and Es and some of the kind of blanket antioxidant supplements post-exercise to give the body that way of using its kind of natural anti-inflammatory effects. I haven't seen too much around the curcumin side of things, and I think if it is well tolerated, it for me so far, I think there is a use for it. And again, it obviously then comes down to the dose, the type that you're using as well. Um, and I think obviously it's the training stimulus too, isn't it? If someone is working on something and, and trying to build muscle or looking to help with recovery and things like that, as you know, it re- that one to four hour window from a food first approach and a recovery side of things and taking you know, something like a curcumin and the sleep side of things. I, I think it will all work together. In an anecdotal side of things, I haven't come across, you know, them eliminating anyone's progress, but it's something where we, we're still trying to find out more. That, Like you said, there's been a recent paper in football. And, yeah. You know, Suki will be coming out with information around exercise-induced uh, muscle damage and, and support there, and then obviously how someone's feeling and their perception. So I would say... At the moment, definitely the C and the E and some of the other antioxidants, and, you know, those kind of main type products that are put together, being cautious there. I know Graham, Dr. Graham Close has done quite a lot of information and research on, you know, being cautious with antioxidants from that side. But I think at the moment, and I might be proved wrong, but I think it is okay to utilise curcumin, yeah. especially if you are doing resistance training and things like that. But the good thing about science is, we're finding more things out all the time. There's more investment in this in this area. And obviously, when people are doing sports, especially football, multi-directional movements, they're looking for things to help with muscle soreness and recovery. So it is, it is an exciting area, but I wouldn't want to say 100% it's going to help all the time and it won't blunt any kind of training adaptation. But at the moment, I'd say it would be something useful to look into and until i see anything different you know then i'll change my stance i'm quite i'm quite um, happy to do that and i think it's a it's a big thing i think in my 20s i would have probably had more of a hard line on something but then now you know now in my 30s as a nutritionist you take that thirty thousand foot view and you think what am i going to take out of the toolbox and use what's relevant and then what do i change my stance on when i hear or see different you know types of research or you know i hear from what other practitioners or athletes are doing Absolutely. But, uh, well, I couldn't agree more. And, and you know, that's, uh, that's our principles, that's our approach and, and philosophy. And I think that's obviously why we've kind of stayed in contact and, you know, and have uh, such good kind of like, you know, conversations when we when we do cross paths, because I think sometimes you can be hearing people kind of spout certain stuff around, 
you know, one specific nutrient or something or one specific compound and how that affects, you know, everything. And you've got to be taking it. Whereas actually, you know, it's just a small well, supplementation can be a relatively small piece of the puzzle. Um, or if you do it well and take the right things, it can massively enhance your progress. And, but you've got to have the foundations, you've got to have the big rocks in place. So, you know, this is something where, when we're talking about adding these things in, like you said, you've got to be having the eating in the right amounts, eating protein, sleeping, having like, you know, your kind of recovery and, you know, your training loading on point. But once you do have that, which again, hopefully a lot of our listeners um, and your listeners do because they've hopefully been listened to lots of the episodes and taken on board the information that we've been giving them. But it's, it's something then that we'll see a benefit. And for me, when we're talking about recovery, like even if we're looking at non elite athletes, People that are training, I think people are training more frequently or at high intensity and more volume than ever before at the moment, you know, with the rise of these fitness events and, you know, and everything, but I don't know, maybe the pressure of social media, but I do think people are training more and more. And what this means is that you're kind of constantly in a state of recovery because if you're training two to three days a week, sorry, two to three days in a row, one day off, two to three days after that, like there's not a lot of time and we know that, you know, muscle takes 24, 36, 48, maybe even 72 hours to recover completely. So when we're looking at supporting you from a kind of progress perspective, I think anything that enhances recovery is going to be super beneficial. And like I say, curcumin has some, has a real potential. I think the reason why I like talking about supplementation for this side of things, a lot of the things that I talk about supplementation is because I don't think you can get the required amounts from food. Like <laughs> turmeric, again, has very, very low amounts of the active compound. Uh, again, talking about fish oil, like you mentioned earlier, it's quite hard to derive enough from food if you are someone that is training more frequently. Even if you're eating fish a couple of times a week, which we're told to, again, you're looking at the the, the amounts. It's, it's tough to get the amounts, isn't it? So smart supplementation is my is my kind of principle that I want to to, to kind of propose to people yeah definitely and then it's then looking into you know if you are going to direct yourself towards a curcumin and, and you're interested after listening to this or like you said you've seen some ads and things on instagram and you're looking into supplementation obviously they're not all created equal so mm. i think we talked a, a bit off air about you know the forms so in a way if you are going to use the curcumin because it's tough to get that level through turmeric powder or, or turmeric root or some of these shots that are quite expensive and we don't necessarily know how much curcumin is in them. You you can look at supplements and the, the piperin, for example, is like a compound found in black pepper that's used to basically help. Um, it inhibits an enzyme in the liver in the intestines that basically will break down the curcumin. So if you're taking it without that, then it can potentially improve the bioavailability. And yeah. then on more of the liquid side, so obviously we mentioned Zuki, but there are other companies and things out there as well there um you've got like a lipsomal curcumin version so that's where they kind of imagine you, you're encapsulating the the curcumin in these kind of tiny lipids fat molecules so that can protect in the digestive system the kind of process there so you know stomach acid things like that yeah. so there are ways of working around it and then um, like a micellular curcumin as well so read the back of these you know packets or sachets and things like that play detective you know speak to to, to Liam and, and his nutrition coaches and things as well and look at what forms you're taking them in. So yeah, you've got the piperin, 
you've got the lipsomal and then you've got the micellular. So that again is like a, an encapsulation process and that's like a water-based environment for the curcumin. So, you know, companies are looking into these things. You might have to spend a little bit more, um, but that's probably because of the technology and things they're using. And then obviously it comes down to taste and how practical it is. And I do really think there's a space for this because it's hard to get in a food first approach and then just, you know, work your way up. You might start with a, a tablet that has piperin in it, which is maybe a bit more cost effective, or you might eventually, if you have the means, you know, try something liquid lipsomal. That means that you start absorption in the mouth because there's capillary blood vessels in your mouth that will help, you know, absorption into the bloodstream almost straight away. So there are, obviously there's a lot of marketing and things that go into all of these brands, but yeah. if you are looking at the technology they're using, you know, speaking to the team at PH Nutrition or contacting the supplement companies and, and, you know, if they're, if they're doing their jobs, then their, their customer service or their head of nutrition or whatever should get back to you and say, look, this is why you're, you're spending an extra pound per serving on these things yeah, 100%. because of what we're using. Yeah, definitely, buddy. Definitely. You mentioned dosing earlier in the, in the supplement industry, we come across things such as proprietary blends and, you know, underdosing, and they put a million ingredients into certain products and say like, it's, you know, 25 active ingredients or whatever it is. And often the case, well, I call this fairy dusting in terms of just like putting little bits in and saying like, oh, we've got loads of these things, but actually you know, the evidence needs to be behind the dosage. What's the dosage in uh, Zuki? And um, what's the dosage that you've seen in the research that's needed to exhibit some of the benefits of curcumin that we mentioned earlier? Yeah, I think from the piperin side of things, you're looking at probably anything from 500 to about 1500 mgs, you know, especially if it's tablet form. You can, from you know, the curcumin, you can... curcumin side, you mean? Yeah, yeah. With the, yeah. If you're having curcumin with piperin, yeah. or, or if it's in that tablet form, which most of them are, you're probably yep. looking for the slightly higher dosage. And I think 1500 seems to be tolerated well from the research and things I've seen. And then the liquid side, again, 500 to 1000, you potentially yeah. might absorb more. So you might not to, you need to take as as much. And, but I think it, it seems to show that kind of level does or is tolerated well. And there's evidence of obviously that being used, like Zuki and things have done research on about 1000 MGC, taking a couple of servings or one of their servings is 500 um, so you can you can you can sometimes even double up and then that, that, depending on obviously what you're using tablets or sachets you work through there and then I think anything more than that there has been trials and things on things like you know six to eight thousand mgs that is not tolerated wow. as well so yeah. yeah it's obviously the case of not always more is better and you know if you've got happy gut and and you're feeling good you're obviously going to be wanting to to exercise feeling less self-conscious more you know more conscious of I suppose your effort levels and, and getting out, getting to these facilities and training and feeling comfortable. So yeah, you always have to think about if it sits well in your gut. So I think you're safe to, to take between 500 and 1500 and then, and then go from there. And then if there is more research on us titrating that up, as we learn more, you know, we found through research in terms of caffeine or collagen that we might go on to um, that can come in high doses, then, then, you know, we can take things forward. But I think that would be in a safe and effective way between 500 and, and 1500 mgs yeah i think that's an achievable dose as well i think a lot of these times you don't want to be worrying about taking a supplement four times a day to get a higher amount because the, the wellness admin of actually having to do that is, is quite high so you know this is again coming on to the 
other products and and kind of liquid based delivery methods the ease of use of doing that can be you know a a good selling point can't it like you know rather than having to take lots of different things you know taking a a liquid kind of sachet is, is pretty simple to do but everything mizuki is single ingredient isn't it so you can like stack these things together yeah a lot of these a lot of these products you can take you know all through the day if, if they sit well with you and they're formulated to take other you know products in their range and yeah pill fatigue is definitely a thing and you know there's questions on the the bioavailability of, of of it as well um so it's definitely worth looking into so if you're listening to this and you know supplements are new obviously we've gone down the rabbit hole quite quickly but if you're someone who's been using tablets and not necessarily feeling the effects and you know it's hard measuring levels of curcumin in the, in the blood it's not really a thing you're going to be yeah, going yeah. off your feeling and and you know that that perceived exertion and, and and muscle recovery and things but there are obviously some others that you can test and not guess on um, and i think it is worth if you are going to target supplementation in in some ways you know you're going from kind of tablets to powders you've got drops you've got liquid it's that kind of way of working up through um, and deciding what to spend you know your money on ultimately i think uh, worth considering so it's yeah looking into the form the dosage and then just taking some professional advice on what you think the kind of top one to five supplements might be for for your for your goals really and i see curcumin especially with your listeners it it could fit in so that's yeah. why it's worth having a bit of a chat about it and yeah finding things that taste good too so that that's kind of what drew me into it yeah absolutely i think you you, you nailed it there in terms of kind of identifying what works for you or getting professional advice in terms of like what your body requires and you know we talked a lot about blood work here and I'm a big advocate of this in terms of like testing what you can and getting up some objective data as opposed to going like oh well so and so's got a two for one for sale or my pal took this and they had really good results like a lot of the time in terms of certain nutrients it's about treating a deficiency that's where you're going to get a massive increase so like your mate might have got a really good kind of benefit from taking fish oil or vitamin d because they were deficient in these or they, their body required more whereas your diet might be or your lifestyle might not be you know conducive to, to lowering or, or requiring a higher amount of these so they would feel a different benefit of it plus the consistency of when you're taking it like you've got you know there's very very few supplements that have an acute benefit so you do need to be consistent with them so bits of advice on, on actually supplementation is is a is a is crucial like you've got to be doing those those things to see to see results now you mentioned there you touched on collagen this is i don't know why this always comes up in like q and a's that i do anything i time i put out i get a cry something about collagen have you dived into the the collagen side of things with with zuki and also on your podcast and in your in your in your practice have you come across this and, and get questions on it? Definitely, definitely, especially with working. Well, when I used to work in in rugby and ultra endurance sports, obviously mm. the key thing around joint health is a massive one. Mm. I'd say obviously the the huge industry around collagen and skincare and and some of that work with Zuki and obviously if I'm being honest, you know that that is for general pop. It's a it's a massive selling point. I suppose yeah. that's more relevant to your listeners would probably be, I know people obviously want to look better and they can go down the the rabbit hole around collagen and skincare. But I think the interesting thing is for the joint health side of things and looking into different types of collagen, 
So, you know, you've got type one is the kind of most abundant in the human body. So found in skin, tendons, bones, teeth, connected tissues, things like that. So looking at collagen supplements and thinking, you know, what type is it? And then type two is then primarily found in, in cartilage. So that is the, the interesting one, I think, um, for your listeners. And then obviously you can look into derived from animal based products, uh, sorry, you know, animal based. So a lot of them are kind of coming from, from cow and things like that, or you've got the marine side too. And yeah. so with Zuku, it was the marine side and more probably on the, on the, on the skincare side, but I'd say the type two side and, and ligaments and joint health and interestingly bone health too. A lot of people, yeah. especially listen to this, if you're exercising, looking at longevity and you're in your midlife, and especially if you know, you're female, you've got the perimenopause side of things, menopause side of things bone health isn't really a sexy topic but it's so key and there's some great work by a chap called dr craig sale who has a lot of information yeah, yeah. on nutrition and bone health um, yeah. and i think collagen can play an interesting role because it's a constituent of ligaments tendons bones things like that and it's got something yeah. called glycinium which is an amino acid that helps with the gut too so it's yeah it's supporting that side of things so i think if we if we kind of move from looking and the aesthetic side of things that I think we still need to tease out more research for. But if it's not doing any harm and, and you feel like your skin, hair, nails and things are looking better and you can afford to take it, you know, excellent, like all power to you. But I think there's some interesting stuff around taking collagen to support joint pain. Um, and as we age, you know, osteoarthritis, bone health, things that you are probably discussing with, you know, clients of pH nutrition one-to-one, -one, but it's maybe not talked about on social media enough and improving that, you know, muscle joint interaction for your lifts, your circuit training, you know, now training for all of these very popular events and competitions. So I think it's another thing to look into. And it's, again, it's hard to get through your nutrition if you're eating you know, yeah. if having animal products and things in your diet can help, but you know, the bone broth side of things are tricky to do sometimes a bit messy, expensive a bit well. heavy. yeah, expensive and making them. So yeah, you can look into all sorts of collagen supplements again, from shops to powders to God, there's all sorts to gummies and, and, and things. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, it's an interesting way. As you know, as you can hear, I've gone into it a lot. I think look for vitamin C with the collagen as well to help with improving bioavailability and in doses now you can it, it can obviously be a lot higher than the curcumin side so the tsuki sachets do around like a, a five thousand mg and i know in sport and things there's shots that can contain up to about 20 which yeah. seems to be quite an interesting dose for joint health and yeah. um, you've also got powders and things that you that you know people can mix in coffee so again obviously it comes down to the the type you're looking for how you like to take it if you just like to drink it or you do like to mix it in something else that can provide um you know health benefits like a coffee and then i still think you know if tablets and things again if it does no harm it's okay but looking into what else is in them and then really you know has it got vitamin c in there too i think that seems to be quite a good thing to do um, and then that can come into whatever pre post-workout i'm not as fussed in the timing but as you mentioned liam it's all about the um, you know the dose related response and yeah. the method is really in taking it over over time yeah. yeah definitely i think my issue with collagen is that people are replacing protein shakes or protein intake in general with it expecting it to enhance kind of exercise recovery and muscle kind of you know recovery and i think that's where for me, I don't think that it has real efficacy in terms of like taking 
uh, on a consistent basis. I do think, like you say, those areas such as increasing bone density or aiding bone density as we age. And when, when we age, I think it's definitely something, you know, that, that is a sensible addition to your diet because it's pretty grim reading when you, <laughs> if you look into what happens when we age. You know, like our own bodies, our body's own collagen production slows down, etc. Like it, it's really, really challenging to to kind of like say derive it from our diet. And I do think that taking a supplement, potentially a collagen, would be a sensible thing to do as you as you say as we get into like maybe kind of forties onwards, which I'm very fast approaching. So adhere to my own advice. But from a athletic point of view, we use the shots 20 grams with vitamin C, 500 milligrams of vitamin C for the lads. And our our philosophy is to use it in the uh, kind of match day plus one, match day plus two, match day plus three. And obviously during kind of any injury that's that's kind of relevant for it. But we, we find it we, we find it really helps. Like you say, like less kind of like overall, like say just joint stiffness, uh, just in general, improve recovery scores, feedback. And we don't take it throughout the seven days. And, you know, that is something that we kind of like, you know, we come off and we, we only use it at certain times. Like I say, I think the practical advice would be to look at the dose. Like if, you, if you're just taking like a powder or pills, like collagen pills, you're probably not going to get enough in your diet to warrant anything in terms of skin health, nails, whatever, you've probably got to be a powder, probably got to be a shot or something that's liposomal that's going to be able to give you like a say five, 10 grams and increase the bioavailability of that. So yeah, I think you're right there, mate. It's good to differentiate the types because I think that's very important if people are looking for exercise recovery, which people are more likely to when listening to this. You've got to be looking for that type too, haven't you? Yeah, and you've got those. It's, just think if people listen to this, it's the kind of junctions link, linking your muscles and bones. That's where collagen is quite important. And also, I think the one that you were probably mentioning, that the supplement you are mentioning, it's probably hydrolyzed. So that just means it is. collagen peptides there. The way the way that it's it's made, imagine you know a ring of pearls, like a necklace of pearls have been kind of strung out. And then they're going in one by one. So those peptides are more readily available and, and you can absorb them. Whereas imagine like a, a ladder system that's going into your body. You're obviously going to be getting the collagen, but and the peptides are bound up in a different way that, you know, it's obviously quite a reductive way of saying it. But no, it's, it's a very good explanation. It's going to be trickier to to then absorb. So, yeah, if again, you're looking into um, that type two collagen, and for joints and, and muscles and bones, the hydrolyzed side of things. And then you can look into slightly higher doses, especially if you're someone who's exercising you know, almost as much as a professional athlete now. You know, a lot of these people we work with, Liam, are, you know, three, five training sessions a week. Sometimes people are doing two a day as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're looking for something extra. So, that you know, taste of these things can be a bit trickier. And that's why I suppose the rise in the powder market has come and, and tablets. But I think, again, if it's, you know, they're not large portions and you can mix these things. But really, again, it's just looking into, I think, if you can support something like a recovery shot or something liquid based with vitamin C, it being hydrolyzed. And so, yeah, I think play detective on the labels and speak to the companies you're looking for. And then also, you know, as as a healthy medium, speaking to the team at, at PH Nutrition around the supplement side of things and and knowing what to spend spend your money on and then starting to take these things over time you know we're obviously don't know when you're releasing this but we're talking you know prior to winter so i think it's a great time to then consider okay 
what's my training schedule going to be like and how am I going to support my immunity and recovery? Is it worth spending some, some money on these things and taking them after, you know, key training sessions. And mm. as you said, in the elite environment, they might only be using them three, four times a week, which then gives you availability on portion size. So you might buy a month or three months up front exactly. just, and just see how you go. I think that's a perfect thing to do. I've done countless Q and A's on TikTok and things like that. And people ask how long do I need to take this for? you know, what dosage. And I think it's safe if you're looking at something, you know, commit from something like a two week to a month to a six to eight week portion and, and then look at dose and, and, and go from there. And as long as it's sitting well, then you can see if it fits in for, for time after that. And if you're working with a coach or you're training for a competition and things, that's probably a nice window. The six, eight weeks, a nice window. That's probably when you're doing the meat of your of your training and, and you're trying yeah. to obviously build an adaptation prior to then a competition or, you know, a nice fat loss phase as well. Yeah, you're absolutely right there. I think that's very, that's really good advice to, we talked about periodizing supplements a lot on this and periodizing nutrition in general, Luke, Luke and I covered this, I think on a whole episode, probably should have had that, you know, ready to, to go, but we, we can't reel off the amount of episodes now, the number of episodes, but that's a very sensible approach in terms of like periodizing it to your training and what you're working towards. Like not everybody's going to be doing an event, but it might be that you are focusing on a, like, you know, dialing your training in, you know, for a six to eight week period before Christmas. It might be that you're dialing your training in from January to, to March because it's the new year and you want to jump on the bandwagon, which is totally cool. So it, it needs to be, something that you can then kind of be like, right, what I'm going to do? Well, I'm going to increase my training volume, which means I'm probably going to have to increase my food and, and supplementation to support that recovery, to support my energy levels. So don't think about it as being a long-term thing. You've got to just make sure that it's conducive to the, what your training and your lifestyle is at this moment in time or the foreseeable future. And I think that's a nice way to be thinking about, say, adding these types of products in because they're not a non-negotiable. You know, something like vitamin D, something like creatine, if you're training regularly, something potentially even like amigas if you don't eat fish or don't eat enough these can be kind of mainstays throughout your year these types of things i think are definitely a nice thing to just periodize or add in at certain times and i think that removes the confusion around periodization because i think that can quite sometimes be a confusing topic or confusing word to be thinking about but i think like i say little periods of time leading into an event training volume is going to go up you know probably in the like you say, the block leading into like kind of one week out of that event. So you want to be like, say, putting yourself in the, in the, in the best place possible, best shape possible. So really good, mate. Across the other, not to just talk about Zuki, but they've got other things such as ashwagandha and, and, and they've just brought out an iron one and a few others. Like, have you come across the adaptogenic side of things much in, in terms of like, do you advise this with your clients? Like, from ashwagandha, rhodiolo, holy basil, these types of things? It's something I've started to look into a little bit more. I think the ashwagandha product was something that Zuki is really excited about mm -hmm. in terms of it being liquid and lipsomal. I think that's quite a new product on the market. And I think typically, again, ashwagandha, I've used in tablet form over the years from you know large companies like bulk powders and things. So it was interesting to take a liquid version from a bioavailability point of view. So now these things, you know, these compounds are kind of more accessible, taste, and they're starting to get the right dose and building momentum. And I think it is an interesting area because of people and, um, you know, the industry wanting to look more into things like supporting hormonal health, supporting stress, 
supporting sleep. It's obviously not quite there as in we could reel off the, the creatines, the omegas, the beta alanines, the things that people are using that might be their top fives. But I really do think this next area of adaptogens, the mushroom nutrition and blends and things like that, I do see those really coming into their own over the next few years and those being the next things that people are reaching for. Yeah. Not only for physical recovery, but I think for, you know, mental health first aid as well. It is very, very interesting. And um, so, yeah, it's I suppose I'm doing more, I suppose, experimentation on myself and looking into these things. And I do have colleagues who are from that naturopathic nutritional therapy environment who have been banging on about this stuff for a decade. Yes. And using it. I'm a bit more cautious. And again, I think, you know, you look into people's budgets um, and what works. But I think it's a real statement for some of these brands to be pushing, you know, these interesting new adaptogens in that form. Obviously, they're not they've been around for a long time in, in other forms in Ayurvedic medicine. But I think you watch this space. And again, if you're interested in that kind of thing, then, yeah, speaking to the team at PH Nutrition and getting getting their advice, but but also looking into what some of these companies are doing and it is all very new it's, it is all it very is. new and I'm, I'm excited about yeah the mushroom nutrition the ashwagandha side um different forms of of, of magnesium as well taken in liquid yeah. form to you know above and beyond these tasteless powders and and things that might not absorb very well so it is it isn't it is an exciting area i don't know i haven't the, the holy basil side of things, the rhodiola side of things, if I'm honest, it's not something that I know as much about. I don't know if you guys have been looking into that stuff at, at PH yeah. Nutrition or you get do you get many clients and customers kind of asking about those things as well? They Not, not so much. Uh, well, a little bit of kind of people asking about it more and more recently, but I've been looking into it a lot, maybe kind of more focused in the last six months again, but I've been using adaptogens literally ever since... I started pH nutrition with clients because when I was at Fulham and we developed the supplement range there, it was something that we looked into when it was really early. So this is like 12 years ago. Uh, yeah, 12 years ago. And the research was not there, but we canvassed opinion in terms of with people in terms of, let's say, naturopath, naturopathic medicine, other people that had a little bit more evidence on this. Um, anecdotal and kind of like in you know research based but it was very early stages so no one would hang their hat on it but we tested them and we were like oh, you feel amazing mm. and i genuinely think i genuinely think that you know if you're classing like supplements as like graded ones so like for example like creatine vitamin d like they these could be kind of like class a ones you know like really well researched robust evidence lots of different benefits i i genuinely think ashwagandha and in particular rhodiola uh, rhodiola is gonna is gonna these these two are gonna be something that just keep coming up in terms of like you know like every every week there's a new benefit to creatine comes out mm. in the research like oh it's an antioxidant now it helps with recovery oh it helps with you know brain health function yeah. yeah cognitive function and everything so there's a new one every every week and i do i do genuinely think that ashwagandha and, and these, I say, ashwagandha rhodiola is going to be ones that are are going to be really, really, really beneficial. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? You Watch this space. Yeah, like stress reducing. Um, yeah, exactly. Things I think you know, anxiety and mood things that people are looking for support with. You know, over and above the talking therapy side of things, and 
um, you know, using different kind of temperature changes like the hot and cold and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah there are a lot of companies out there. One I used to, well, the, the, my, one of my friends and founders who actually sold the business, but these kind of, yeah, these ways of the nootropic side of things where you're putting smaller doses of things and, and mixing them are quite interesting. But yeah, um, yeah I think the, the ashwagandha definitely is something to look into. I suppose that would be, that's the top of the list in terms of, the adaptogens that I've used and, and, you know, certainly worked with. And then I think the mushroom nutrition is coming in a different way as well. And even from the endurance side of things, and I know there's some research on ashwagandha helping with VO2 max as well. So it is a, it is a fascinating area. So, and if this is new to people, then it, it's exciting. It's, it's for something that you can, that you can read about and, and try now, hopefully in a safe way um, and in a very easy way to take in, in liquid form as well and things that can mix in coffee and, and stuff like that. And, and again, getting more education on doses and, and, and utilization. So it's for practitioners like that, us, it's exciting to eventually be able to use these things Definitely. in our nutrition toolbox. And if companies are making clean supplements, and obviously we've talked about the informed sports side of things for professional sport, but mm. when these things are out in the high street or you're buying them online, you know, they're, they're, they're coming from well-tested, great dose they taste good and you know they're again in liquid form so you're hopefully getting the right the right dose for for your money and then it might click you know then it might click and help so that's that's the next way if you're feeling good you're probably going to be wanting to exercise when you're exercising you're improving the way you move um, and then obviously you're you're improving uh, your efficiency so you're going to be feeling less fatigued and you're going to be going up that leaderboard which a lot of people love you know when they're when they're kind of competing against friends or they're going to these functional fitness facilities. So I think it's all, yeah, it's all worth considering. It is definitely worth considering. I do think also we spoke off air that you are a fairly new parent. Congratulate, congratulations. Welcome. Welcome to the chaos. Yeah. The, the use case for adaptogens for me is yes, for kind of like people that are training. So the training stress is a little bit higher, but I found real benefit when I now have to juggle two kids as well as running the business, um, mm. which is well, obviously my wife, wife is an absolute warrior. She she takes care of a, a lot of things at the moment in terms of uh, parenting much more than I do. But the stress, the lack of sleep, you know, the, the that side of things, which is external to training, I have found a real benefit of like the adaptogenic kind of support that that some of these products will give me in terms of kind of like helping me to feel more balanced, helping me to kind of, you know, from a, from a kind of cognitive and a productivity point of view, as well as giving me, like you say, better support in terms of when I do get to train, I kind of feel ready to go. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see your feedback in terms of like uh, your parenting journey in terms of maybe having, having some of these, you know, kind of nootropic, which is more like kind of focusing on productivity, brain focus, when you're trying to be like, right, I need to, I need to switch on here because I've got X amount of hours because this is, this is the time that I can work now. Whereas before you're like, you know, you get more sleep, you have this flexibility in terms of your work day and work week. And if you need to catch up on certain things, like, you know, you can do it. But when you've got other humans to look after, sometimes that can be a very challenging thing. So I do think that this is where I do th feel these supplements again, are going to have that kind of more, health and lifestyle and stress management as well as performance based fit so so yes yeah, yeah, you, you, you said you hold on you said you're little and sleeping at the moment yeah oh yeah you said you, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah you said sleeping at the moment <laughs> mate for me 
the first six months it, it, it's like dream unless you get some you know a child that's like has issues with like a colic or whatever but the first six months is we found very easy and then all oh, hell breaks loose mate all oh, hell breaks loose teething comes in and oh my god there seems to be a regression every single month oh the six month regression oh the eight month regression oh the, the, the month regression and yeah just survival mode mate but congrats wow. hope, 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 well, hope everything's going good. well mate so so yeah it's good exciting time yeah it's, um, it's like you said it's all about working in in terms of a team and then also yeah with the, how productive you are you realize that you need to obviously get on with what 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 you can can do and achieve and then also to be ready and, and and be helpful but i've definitely looked into the supplementation side and the nutrition side and, and what works well for me and obviously i've got one you know not too like you so obviously it's maybe a bit less hands on deck but getting back into a regular exercise side of things for me as well from the mental health point of view and yeah, uh, for yeah. me myself and now that's almost become a a non-negotiable and in a way i was yeah. you know initially thinking God, I'm, I'm away from my, my my wife and child you know I'm, I'm not a great dad to then thinking actually i need to go and do this so then i can be better uh, and and do better so of course yeah ashwagandha and the creatine side of things i stepped up being yeah. a bit smarter with my caffeine intake definitely yeah. and then um, yeah tweaking things from there so it's a great opportunity to try and think about the one percent because yeah you do need them and it is, yeah, it is, it is awesome to find something that works. And I think supplementation has, yeah, has helped with that massively. Um, and it's definitely not a sales technique for me. It's, yeah, it's a really, really important component. So if there's any of this information that can help people, if they do have young families or they're struggling and they're thinking, you know, they've reached their limit in terms of the food first approach, then it might be worth looking into the supplementation side of things too, and the adaptogen side of things. Yeah, I, I agree, buddy. I agree. I need to do a podcast on parenting and the pitfalls of training and nutrition and everything else. But we'll get onto that in a future episode, mate. Just yeah. to, just to kind of wrap a couple of things up. Like you mentioned that you're gonna you're doing a bit of stuff with Zuki on TikTok and you know the the social media side. And he also has very kind words about our social media at the start. Yeah. H- how do you use social media? Do you use it f- like personally? Do you like? Do you have a good relationship with it? Do you find that it's uh, you got some good educational content off of it, or do you find yourself doom scrolling and it causes increased stress and anxiety? Like, yeah, that's a really good question. I I, I haven't taken the plunge person personally as a nutritionist to try to gain uh, clients and improve things from the business point of view with my social media. Personally, I say, well, actually, the LinkedIn side of things, I'd say, okay. has been crucial for for my for my work in in business you know with the companies i work for over the years but also the the individual connections and yeah. obviously the podcasting side of things you do it out of love of creating content but meeting people and networking i would say and new business coming out of places that you wouldn't expect through using the podcast has been massive and then um yeah i think i've i as a practitioner i'm probably used to I'd probably look to then have other roles with businesses to help from the financial side of things so that I really haven't necessarily taken the plunge and invested in money and marketing for my own social media. And also, you know, I'm happy to put my hand up and say my skill set would probably be a lot lower than most. I'm, I'm a tend to literally film and post kind of guy. Um, but in a way, I love, you know, the Instagram side of things is, how I met my my now wife. You know, she had a, a, a so blog. Jamie Oliver. 
through. Yeah, she works. Yeah, yeah, she works with Jamie, but also she has a had a site where you know just a, an Instagram page where she reviewed restaurants, and I messaged her through there and through our love of food, you know, met and you know she still does that now so i think from the food side of things i i love it um yeah. but also it's just being careful on the the exercise and nutrition side of things to to not get frustrated with certain things but then also just as you get older you realize actually you know people are pushing things and certain agendas and trying to build their businesses and yeah i'm probably a, a bit more relaxed at it but you can get frustrated yeah. it is about i suppose not yeah, not looking at some of those pages that you don't necessarily agree with. I think it's kind of coming off it, but it's harder now, isn't it? When you're scrolling through to, you get served all of this content that you're not necessarily following. Um, but I'd say, yeah, from the from the from the Suki side and business side and TikTok and TikTok shop, um, if you are selling products, it is really worth looking into, and mm. that it's a uh, if you can get it right, it can be a very very lucrative side of things from a product selling point of view. So I know that's probably a different conversation, but I've done yeah. all sorts, especially through lives. Um, yeah. I've done hundreds of hours of lives on TikTok from you know a product selling point of view and being involved in business development side of things for that. So I've got positive things. It's a lot of hard work um, and finding the right people, but I've got a lot of positive things to say there. So I think it's a mixed bag, but I'm very conscious that I haven't, I haven't ever put myself out there from a selling point of view as a as a nutrition practitioner for my own services. So it's probably easy for me to look at someone else's content and think, oh, that, you know, that isn't quite right because I've never, you know, I've never done that and put myself out there. So uh, yeah. I just am a, 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 I am an observer so from stuff like you guys are doing with actionable nutrition and lifestyle advice with, you know, a variety of contributors to then me being purely loving things like mob and this chap called Tyler Butts eats he's quite funny he just like cooks and just like you know loud and like tall guy who's just you know him his his daughter are like making food and I love that kind of side of things so I'm I'm probably a bit more relaxed with it but I yeah I probably could have harnessed it better over the years Ah, but it's a weak point yeah I know it's it's a weak point you can say it's a weak point it's it's where you want to put your energy, isn't it? Like I say, it is, it is another conversation, but I'm just interested to hear people in the industry's take on it because like like you said there, like every, for me, every second post now that I go through on a feed is either a sponsored ad or pushing someone's content that I'm not following. So the people that I follow, I literally don't see their content. Yeah. You know, I, the only way I actually interact with the people that I follow is on their stories. But if you're someone that's not active on the stories, I I barely see their content. So for me, I'm putting stuff out there, but it's it's the actual kind of like the feedback that we get is 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 dropping less and less because we don't use sponsored ads or anything else. And yeah, just to get some feedback, it's I think it's I think it's a tough world now nowadays to get clients from it or to get your get your content seen by the relevant people without spending money or trying to create some overproduced viral video where it's very challenging to talk about these types of topics. So for me, this is why podcasting is a really nice tool because it's a bit longer form. This is why yeah. I heavily invest my time in email newsletters, email marketing, and and like you say, just being front-facing in terms of the, the business that we're in. So so yeah, it's, it's good. And last thing, mate, what are you reading at the moment? 
I'm I'm I've, I'm flitting between books. I've just uh, I'm halfway through Elon Musk's biography from Walter Isaacson because I'm pretty fascinated by that fella. But I need I need some new recommendations, and I, I always like to ask people what they're reading or what they have recently read. All right, what from the the self help side of things or business anything, side? Anything, mate. Anything doesn't matter oh, what, what it is. Like what, what what's on your bookshelf or what's on your Kindle. Oh, well, it's probably a little bit of a curveball, but I read this series called Rivers of London by Ben Aranovich. It's absolutely fantastic. So if you, okay. it's already turned some people on or some people off, but obviously growing up as a fan of Harry Potter, um, yeah. it's different. I like reading about things in, in London because obviously I live in London. Um, it isn't completely down the magic rabbit hole, but you've got a kind of, you know, detective who, sinks into this slightly magic world but also it's just so well written that he's a fantastic fantastic author and there's a, a you know a long list of books that he's written he, he brings out little, little small kind of novellas and things as well um which i love so that that's something that i've reached for and i, and I read nice. um, there's another, yeah there's another yeah so it's just like a kind of a way of like policing but also you know you've got the supernatural side as well and, um, my missus is always trying to get me to read fiction so rather than just business books or self-help books or something so very good recommendation mate yeah i love it and there's yeah thursday next is another one that's quite similar so that's it's kind of she's like a, a female not a detective but someone who actually dives into books and I, this theme kind of keeps coming up but yeah it's like slight slight crime slight magical and good, then yeah. you know, slight different worlds but i'm trying to think of what really sat well with me as a book that i read i'll have a little look at my bookshelf seven effective habits maybe i can send you other sums in the in the show notes but yeah it's mostly mostly fantastical stories really because i'm a huge i listen to a lot more on that side of things than than reading i'm probably reading more of the stories and then i'll listen to a lot of the you know a lot of the podcasts that that are quite helpful from the business and mental health side of things and structure side of things around forming good habits and and productivity excellent mate excellent stuff great recommendations matt it's been an absolute pleasure having you on mate i i I will get you back on because i do want to dive into the work that you do with diabetic all of the diabetic side of things and there might be some let's say some some new positive things on the horizon that we can dive into in in future episodes so mate Thank you. This is your debut on the podcast, but I don't think it'd be the last time we invite you back. So I really appreciate the time and the, the insight that you gave us on. They say some of the things that in, the reason why we, I wanted you on there, because you have such a, a real world practical approach to nutrition. And it's quite refreshing to hear this from, 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 you know, people that are, you know, been in the industry for a long time. So it, it's a nice, nice thing to have mate, and, and I really, like I said, looking forward to seeing, seeing what's, you know you you always got something cooking up which is which is always good to to kind of follow so mate thank you so much for the time and yeah if anyone wants wants to follow matt like give us give us a bit of a rundown of where people can reach out listen to you and get more information yeah i'm, I'm a bit more active on the big feed up hq podcast now so that i've i'm coming up to my 200 episode which was really good i've been doing Oof, that for quite nice. a few years about six years now so i love doing that that's probably my front facing side of things yeah just simply under matthew gardner or linkedin I'm, I'm very active on there and then my matt gardner nutrition on instagram is just more of yeah when i'm kind of cooking after after work or you know more family orientated so you, you, you're not going to get like a breakdown of supplementation and things on there but it's a bit of fun but yeah if you know if you guys are still listening to this, yeah i would say you know we had that conversation around 
you know, all of this clickbaity nutrition information and everything's kind of moved on to short form. But I think companies like PH Nutrition, they, you know, watching what Liam's built and how things have grown and it will last and they do help real people get fantastic results. Everything from elite athletes all the way down to people just wanting to feel better, move better, look better. And the content is there and you just have to invest a bit more time in it and, and working with someone from the PH Nutrition team, it, it is worth it rather than, you know, necessarily looking for that quick fix or just taking advice from people who, you know, have these these microphones in their little kind of gym shorts. It's, you know, they're fun and they are up for a, a week or two weeks, but, you know, what you're doing at PH Nutrition, it will last and how you've grown it as well. You know the, the the way it's the way the way it's going, mate, is fantastic. So, yeah, keep appreciate it going. Words, buddy. That's part of nutrition in 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 the industry. Massively appreciate that. I mean, to get you back on for just to record a few taglines for the business, I think, <laughs> mate. I really appreciate it, buddy. Again, guys, thank you so much for listening. If you like this podcast, please share it with your mates, friends, family. Um, please pop us any any questions that you have on this on this episode or anything that you want us to cover in the future. Again, thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful day. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.